Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Maiden Vault Podcast, the A Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast focused on the female point of view chapters. I'm Court. And I'm Mike. And we're, we're back, back this week. Yep. Episode 15. 15. Danny Ford. Danny Ford. Yeah. Continuing to do it. We are back with little, little Danny. Yeah. So, I don't know. How'd you feel this week? The same way I feel every time we read a Daenerys chapter. Empty. Em- empty. Yeah. Oh. Inside. I'm I'm left like it's like that feeling after you eat a whole thing of Pringles and you know you shouldn't. I don't know that I've ever eaten a whole thing of Pringles. I've definitely eaten an entire thing of like sour cream Pringles. There's no reason to do it, but you do it to see if you could. This analogy probably don't hold, but probably not. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you know, it's it's a Danny chapter. I <clears throat> continue to feel really bad for Danny. Mm-hmm. Her Which, situation. Again, I'm going to until probably book two. Yeah. Maybe towards the end of this book, I'll feel differently. But yeah, for now, I guess we'll see. I'm taking I'm a chapter at a time. Always sad, but again, it's it, it is interesting though. I will give it that. Like I, it, it, the world building in this chapter is good. Um, her inner thoughts, obviously, although hard to read, are good. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think so. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Shall we? All right. Can summary for this week, y'all. Summer. Yeah. This week. Danny has finally made it to Vi's Dothrak, the sacred city of the Dothraki peoples, where she's to be presented to the Dosh Kaleen, the group of honored former Khaleesi that reside in the city. Jorah's at her side, as always, and back from disgrace, so is Viserys. Together, the two of them give her their versions of what the city is and how the peoples got there. Viserys also complains a lot, but what else is new? When settling in, Daenerys plans to surprise Viserys over dinner with custom-made gifts, for him to better fit in with the people they now live amongst. But in true Viserys fashion, he rejects it and ruins dinner and the evening as a whole, leaving Danny alone with only her dragon eggs to comfort her. Yeah, yeah. that's apt. Yeah, that's that's basically where we're at. Lots of things as usual in between. Would you just like to jump into it or how would you like to, any questions you would like to pose in the beginning? Or? I wonder, for me coming out of this chapter, I think my biggest question is, if she wanted to get away, how could she do it? At this point? Rather, would she even want to? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That come back. Let's come back to that at the end. Okay. I'll make a note of that because cool. I'd like to, to, to revisit that. Um, so let's just get right into the discussion as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we start and they are now still like, I mean, the last time we saw them, they were on the road to Vizahara. Yes. Now they are approaching the gates or monuments because i don't yeah, think it's cause actual gated like flagged a, on yeah. either side yeah. by like these huge horse statues right yeah, yeah and uh you know she's riding up in the front of the cal- column with her buddy jor who's now in the bff club yeah best friends he's like totally ingratiated himself to her and the calls and all that good stuff he got a high seat at the table he's chilling yeah i mean he knows it don't it's not gonna ride with viserys nah not at all um, yeah, and now, speaking of Viserys, mm-hmm. who the last time we saw Viserys, he got his horse taken because he was acting wild boy. He was very salty. He was mad salty, and, you know, now she's done a lot of, uh, a lot of asking questions for, like, right people 
and and a lot of favors for the right people. I'm just gonna jump into it because it makes me mad and comfortable. But I think mm-hmm. that I need to talk about this. I mean, and, that's the only way kind of to do it. I yeah, feel like yeah, we're yeah. gonna keep talking in circles about not talking about the thing. Yeah. 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 All right. So quote. She had begged Sir Jorah not to tell him the truth, lest he be shamed. The knight had replied that the king could do well with a bit of shame. Yet he had done as she bid. It had taken much pleading and all the pillow tricks Dorea had taught her before Danny had been able to make Drogo relent and allow Viserys to rejoin them at the head of the column. All right, so a little backstory, because I don't think that I did a really good job in explaining exactly what it was that I wanted to explain. Mm -hmm. Obviously, last week... Viserys, not last week, but last Danny chapter, Viserys was acting mad breezy and Daenerys was just like, yo boy, you can't have your horse no more because that's mad disrespectful in their culture. Like people who can't, specifically men and kings who cannot ride, they're just basically dirty. Yeah, you're no one. So he was forced to then ride in the carts and the wagons in the back of the column with like the elderly and the women and children and blah, 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 well, pregnant women and children. Yeah. I believe other women can walk or ride. In the units. Um, We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, and so they t- taken to calling him names. And I know you were particularly. Oh, yeah. I wrote down uh, all his little nicknames. Yeah. So the people had taken to calling him names in Dothraki, which at this point he still has refused to try to learn. So he does not understand. And what this quote was uh, referencing was that she was telling Jorah, who does understand the language, the same as she now understands the language, not to tell Viserys what these terms meant so if you found them we can kind of talk about what they are and and all that good stuff okay yeah so I'm looking at my notes and I see where they called him all kinds of names so I know one was Kalraye Mahar Karemar thank you and that's the Swordfoot King he had already been known as the Beggar Prince Beggar King Oh, they did call him the Bigger King? Oh, God bless. Um, (laughs) And then they were also calling him Cal Regat, which is the Cart King, which I I was laughing because when I read it the first time, I was like, oh, let me see if I can translate this without looking. And I thought Regat was just rat. Like he was the rat king. I'm done with you. (laughs) I'm done with you. Yeah, he he has a bunch of nicknames now. And it's it's becoming very clear. Mm Mm-hmm that Viserys isn't taking to travel in the same way that Daenerys Daenerys has. Well, Obviously, they have very different circumstances with which they have to travel. No, not at all. But his belief is that his is a place of high honor and a place of understanding. It should be. It should be. Here, it's just like, yo, we respect those who recognize real. And the way to do that is to be strong and not look whack. And you look weak. And ride a horse. And you can't ride a horse. And you look... He, he's disheveled. Like, even more so than Before he normally Before we get does. to him, though. I mean, if you yeah, want no, to talk no, no. about I him... I want you to, to finish I, up I with, would, with this. Because, okay, so... Actually, no. I don't want to cut you off. Because, yeah, so what we see is the portrait of a man undone. He is He is dirty. He refuses to wear anything that is not his Westerosi finest. He does not want to learn the language of the people he's around because, again, he doesn't. And we'll get into specific things that he says. He does. He believes that these people are beneath him. He's using them as a means to an end. So he does not value what they value. Like it would almost be 
an insult for him to even try to think of anything that they think of as prideful or good as prideful or good. You know what That's I'm saying? That's wild though. He's just walking around and he's he funky. He's very and funky. I mean, didn't they talk about like you know they were riding up and he had like a little satchel of scents in his sleeve? Yeah, he basically and has... it's just like bro. Yeah, he's walking around with like Axe body spray. But he's literally spraying it right onto the bo. Yeah, and it doesn't matter to him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Nah, but like, he's and not he has a nerve to say silks, everything else. Everything stinks. else is dirty. Everything, everything else. Everything stinks. else is disgusting around him. Um, which again, we could we could write a whole entire dissertation on why Viserys does the things he does or why he is the way he mm-hmm. is. This ain't about him today. I want to talk about specifically because of this quote. This quote stood out to me because I want to know. Why? It, what does it say about how important it was for Daenerys to have her brother back at her side? I mean, she goes through several avenues. I mean, she 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 listens to Sir Jorah's counsel, but she doesn't tolerate really truly. And we see this a, a couple times. She doesn't really tolerate him trying to step above his place when it comes to her brother, like when it comes to Viserys. Yes. Um. She because they bought Daria to teach her how to please Drogo. She now understands that her sexuality is a thing that she can use to get things that she wants as mm-hmm. well. And again, I would like to preface this with, this is not me blaming Daenerys for this. This is me saying that this child has been taught to do this. And this is the means in which she understands how to get what it is that she wants. And what she wanted was her brother to be back. So she does these things that may not bring her happiness or comfort. Because, I mean, there's no other way. I mean, you could read that as maybe romantic, but it just said, you know, she used all the tricks that Doria taught her and she had to make Drogo relent. Yeah, basically calling it like pillow tricks. Yeah, yeah and it's just like, to me, it's just like, well, you know, way. it's just like I went in here with a purpose. It was not enjoyable. She didn't have a conversation with Drogo about it. What conversation she, she had with Drogo anyway? I mean, exactly. We know that. But again, I'm like like I said, I'm not really here for romanticizing that relationship in no, any way, not shape, at all. or form. Um, but furthest away from that. No, I know we're on the same page. It's just, it's just interesting to me because she, even though she, and we saw it the last, we said that, okay, would you call Danny 2.0 or whatever? Mm-hmm. We saw that she's starting to kind of, you know, create a sense of independence for herself. She's trying to see who Daenerys is without Viserys, who Daenerys is in this new environment, who Daenerys is as a Khaleesi, who Daenerys is just for herself. Like, who does she want to be? Yeah, that's but right But it's really, really hard for her to let go of the influences. I mean, this is 14 years of Viserys' influence on her life, and it's not so simple yeah, you can't just for her to just be like, that. you know, I'm not going to have it. Not even, I mean, yeah, I've run away, but, like, I mean, it's not hard for her to make that switch, which we'll see, and I'll talk about this a lot during this chapter, she switches back and forth quite a lot. It oh, goes because she from, hasn't fully committed to the new her. I mean, it's here's the thing. That's that's the thing. Like when we talk in a narrative sense, a lot of people, and I think that's what is so interesting about this entire text to me is because it reads like people sometimes. Like all of it, or just specifically the no, just stuff? all of it because okay. it's just like it's hard. Because here's the thing: when you're reading fiction or any kind of narrative anything you're watching a film you're watching a tv show you expect things to to follow a formula in real life people don't follow that formula so it's not going to be as simple as you know she hasn't realized it or she hasn't gotten out of it viserys is going to be with her for the rest of her life yes yes or at least he should be Mm -hmm. there's not ever going to be a part of her in which you know and again and it's not to say that 
Viserys is always going to have the stronghold that he has on her or that Viserys is always going to dictate the things that happen in her life. But it's something that is so crucial to her and her life and her formation as a human being that is it's, it's, it's not as simple as, OK, I woke up one day and now I'm. I'm strong and independent, oh, no, and I'm gonna, you. you know, you know mean what I mean. So much is just like, oh, oh you she's did going it, no, yeah. I mean it more so in like, we get to continue to watch her try to figure out what's going to stick when it comes to how she deals with those, like the people around her and the circumstances that she's in. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was less like, oh, well, here's Dan, like, and I think maybe that might be making too much light of what is actually happening with Daenerys mm-hmm. when she has to like do that. I'm going to go away inside. Yeah. Like that isn't taken lightly. That's oh, no, just like I know, she really I know, has to no. disassociate in order to feel like she could even be present. And I know that that's kind of like a weird way to take it, but there's no other way that she could exist in all of this. And inside of this trauma, knowing that she still has to deal with like in this case right here, her brother and not being able to just wash him away. Cause it's very easy for him to be like, Oh, he's toxic. Get rid of him. Yeah. She can't. I know she can. Yeah. It's the same where, and we'll we'll come back to the question. I I really yeah. want to answer that question at the end of at this the episode. End. Yeah, really just remember, that, keep a note no, of that. I keep a will. note of that. Um, also for me, very glaring here is okay. So clearly, Viserys took a hit. Viserys was out of commission for a minute. He wasn't allowed to talk to Gavai in the front. Jorah has slowly but surely made his way. I mean, he is a staple at this point, right? He is he is always there. And he's starting to, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, he getting a little too comfortable when it comes to telling her things. And, and it's not even so much as of an advisement because at this point, like, what are you really advising her to do? Because your job, like, if you're here for, you know, the Targaryen dynasty, it would be... Viserys, first of all. Also, if you're here to give counsel to anybody, it would be Drogo, right? Like, that's what I'm... And, and again, th- this is not me saying hmm. that's how it should be. What I'm like, saying why, is, he just offers up his opinion so freely that I feel like nobody really asked for it. And I'm really confused as to why just, I don't know, he just bold, man. He already, like, the thing is, he knows that he's a fraud. Like, you know straight up that you're a fraud. Right? What you mean? He, he got there and was spying. He went there because he's spying. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, at this point, like, no question, he's giving back information, right? Duh. Yeah. So then maybe it's one of those things of he feels like, at this point, he needs to endear himself in a way that, that puts him in a position where he can gather the most information. He messing himself like, up. We can shake our heads. I, I don't think it's right at all, but, like, if you're a spy... You have to ingratiate yourself to the people who will give you the most. Ingratiating is fine, but when you ingratiate yourself, you literally are groveling usually to a person. You're telling them what they want to hear. He up here offering up his own opinions. Oh, yeah. He really is like, yo, Viserys stinks, and I don't know what's good with him. Yeah, he's whack. He probably never even going to make... Like, we'll get into it because, again, it had nothing to do with this quote. Um, But, yeah, I I just found that to be interesting. Also... I'm going to touch on this multiple times as well. Just the idea, like just her, the way that she describes sex with Drogo is just, it's just, it's, it's a harsh reminder. I mean, it's just like, here we go. We got this 14 year old girl, this tiny little girl with this baby coming. Her husband is 30 plus. Just, it's not an image I like. It's not an image I wanted th- to even think about, but it's, we're constantly being told about it. So I don't, it's, it's just really, really difficult sometimes because it's just like, I don't understand. And then I don't understand 
I'm still trying to understand whether or not we're supposed to find that endearing. And if we are, I just, it, it kind of sickens me. Because, like if there's something special about their relationship. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's a normal thing. It's just like, yeah, you know, I went and I told my husband that, you know, I needed him to, to buy me something. So I just let him do his thing. And it's just like, one, that's already disgusting involving two adults, but two, this is involving a 14 year old kid, which riding on a horse for miles and miles and miles. I wouldn't imagine would be a pleasant yeah, sure experience. talked about being saddle sore. But she's already small and she's pregnant. So it's just. Let's, it's just, just, let's just keep adding things on top to see how how tall the the little, how, like the Jenga can get yeah. before it just topples. Yeah. So yeah, I don't that's, know. That's something. Um, Yeah. So I guess I'll move on from that. So anyway, okay. we're still. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I'm. It's going to sound like I'm harping, which I am, because, again, it's something that I. I'd like to get off my chest. I just, I just, it grates me and I, I have to speak on it when, no, where I see it. That's most of this chapter. So we're going to have to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, she has the two best teachers in the world, Viserys and Jorah, neither of whom are oh, biased in any way. I and Jiqui, but <laughs> wow. Eerie and Jiqui don't show up in now. No, they don't. No, I just meant like more so, I guess her two best teachers are. No, that was me being completely. No, no, no. You were just being like facetious. Like, no, I got um, you. Anyway, he. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going on and on, and they're they're giving her the rundown about you know. So they're walking through the city, and they're giving her brief history lessons um, about like the architecture there and how they built things and and where the statues because when they go inside, the city has many. I don't know if you have a quote on that. I don't know you're looking. At oh no, no, no. Crazy, but... Uh, they have several cities because the Dothraki, what they do, I mean, they're nomadic people, so they go around to many different places. And a lot of the times they raid villages and they do other things, which, again, I'm not saying is a good thing. I'm also not saying it's so completely different from what other people do in this world. So take with that as you will. That's not an excuse. It's terrible. All yeah. That's all but you're, but you're not sitting here being like, oh, man, it's so horrible that only the like, Dothraki that do this. But like, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. They're the like, only it's, ones it's, who it's, steal. I am, so, and that's another thing. We will get in there it's because it's to me. It's like like when when they started to describe the statues and whatnot. I just I was really reminded of when Arya gets to like the House of Black and White, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, hmm, like I wonder if those were like because I, I don't remember. So please, if if I'm wrong, please correct me, y'all. Please correct me. I love like learning how like I'm not. Or if I'm misremembering things or like just things I did not know. Yeah, of. just because we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, and again, I've read it before, but I just I don't recall there being an allusion to those things being stolen or or other people coming in to to give them to build them. Because all the things in Vice South Rock weren't like stolen. Some were, clearly. But some of the things when they start talking about like the architecture and how they were differing, it was just because they would take people as slaves keeping it real they were slaves and they would bring them back and then that culture would bleed into the culture yes of vice Darthrock, and they would build so structures according Those to people their there own culture building that's their exactly. architecture yeah um but i just thought it was funny because again it's so hard because a lot of the language when we discuss the dothraki is so heavily coded as like othered mm-hmm. and like these are savage people these are thieves these are bad people and i get that we're also seeing it from a very specific point of view a lot of the language is through viserys's voice and some of it is jor as well and danny tends to parrot that but danny is also like 
very, like you said, she's more willing to again because she's younger and mm-hmm. because again, she she's kind of been sold into this thing where she's just like, I don't really have a choice but to kind of make the best of it. And that's what I'm gonna do. And some of this stuff is mad cool. And like it it does sound really mad cool. Yeah. But they it's it, but it's also funny because like, you know, when she's walking up and she's seeing like some of the huts. She remembers again, like, remember one of the girls in Lyra's Mance had told her oh, about the golden yeah. collars? Well, the girl had said, well, you know, I heard that by South Rock, they had these really tall mansions and all these things. And these palaces are so, you know, ornately decorated. And Daenerys starts laughing because she's just like, yo, man, this don't look like that at all. Just like grass huts. Like, what mm-hmm. she's talking about? Like, it's crazy. Um, she's like, where's she get her info? Yeah. Um, but that also could be just differing points of views. I mean... Daenerys is seeing things as they are, but somebody else might think, hey, well, because this is a culture I belong to, and I'm not saying the Fantoshi girl did, mm-hmm. but she could have heard it from somebody else who said, well, you know, this is great because that's where they come from, and that's yeah. their, that's How many their thing. different things have you heard second or third hand from a person who tells you, like, hey, this restaurant is fantastic, or I heard from such and such, yeah. go to this place, and you go and you're like, yeah, that's actually, uh, you know, not for me, nah. this is for someone, nah. this is great it is. for someone else. Yeah, I get. I mean, I get, but That's not, not even, always. Not, but case, not even that. But... I mean, just the idea that like things that you, from one culture or just one point of view, even 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 from a neighborhood to a neighborhood, like you're gonna find value in different things just because that's what you've been around. That's what that's you've been true. exposed to. Yes. And I think that it's not that Danny is going through here being like, oh, well, this is beneath me. It's just not what I was told about. I, I was expecting something different. Oh, okay, cool. This is different. Than what it is, and then she got you know freaking frack on both sides, talking <laughs> about things, and I'm just like, what is she learning about this? But I also think that like she kind of, <laughs> in her little Danny way, she kind of be disregarding that. Like she's just like, okay, cool, I'm listening. Just like most kids, think about talking to like I think about talking to my little brother, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's mostly here's the thing that I'm the most interested in, and he focuses on that, and once that's done, it's like, all right, cool, I'm checked out. Thank you for the information you gave me. Bye. <laughs> And sometimes that that is Danny. I I think sometimes and we forget. And when I say we, I mean the text sometimes forgets because I think Danny sometimes forgets herself that she's just a kid in so much of the world that she. I don't think Danny forgets that, and that's the thing. I you think think so. I mean, I think so only because feels like that. I mean, it's written in the way that she acts. I just think that in her culture, just this this culture in general. It's not any fault of her own. She's been raised like that. All these little girls have been raised like that. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Um, Oh, Viserys talking specifically. So the things that they're talking about on the way up to and into Vyas Dothrak, which they're going to Vyas Dothrak. What is Vyas Dothrak? Vyas Dothrak is the sacred city of the Dothraki peoples. It is a place where peace amongst the tribes can be had. Like they Mm -hmm. go there and it's just like they just there to have a good time. And to like, you know, commune like amongst themselves and, and other tribes. And it is also the place where um, a group called the Dosh Kaleen reside. And the Dosh Kaleen is a group of former Khaleesi's. They call them crones, but you don't necessarily have to be a crone. It's just yeah, your husband. It depends who's on where a your cow. husband dies. Yeah, he, he died. And now you reside there and you are then become a respected member of the society. 
Now they're going there because Daenerys as a new Khaleesi has to be presented to them. It's almost like we got to record you mm -hmm. so that like, you know, when your time comes to come with Just us, we'll know. Like you'll have a record here. And then when you come back after he's dead, you can, you know, sign your they're name. They're basically tagging her to make sure like, hey, just make sure you come back. Like when he dies, like you have to come this back. This is going to be your house. This mom. is your house. This is your house. Look so, around. I'll say this is it. Like no, I'm just saying, like the idea that there's some level of finality in knowing oh, that once Cal Drogo is. I dead, know that. I know. Excuse me, past. He will I'm done. <laughs> you think they would make the t-shirts? You mean the sunrise sunset? <laughs> the sunrise sunset. <laughs> I'm gonna get an airbrush Drogo t-shirt. I can't stand you. I really can't. I'm oh, sorry. That I is so rude. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, oh no, it's it's factual. So but anyway. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, no, I I I that's I, where she's at. That's where she's at right now. But no, you want to talk more about Viserys? Let's oh I have a quote. Let's deal a little bit more with Because him. I could talk about Jorah as well. Mm -hmm. Because Jorah then goes to stuff like because you know Jorah has to do the thing where he's narrating everything as they walk by. He's like the the what do you go like the museum guides? He's giving you information. He's reading the Wikipedia articles. Yeah, but like you go to Planet Earth slow. willingly. You go there willingly. I mean, that's also like... When you go to the museum, you don't ne necessarily ask for people to be there telling you what to do. I mean, sometimes you yeah, do, but... Sometimes you, you want to be guided. And unfortunately, Dan Daenerys doesn't... Is. Well, she doesn't have a lot of understanding of the world around her and at large. So most of what she's getting, she used to get from Viserys. And in this one case, I will probably say, this is the only time that I'm actually really cool with Jor kind of giving us some of that world building. Because at least it's why someone it be him? different. And this, and this, I'm going to get into why it has to be him later. And again, not him specifically. Like, and it, it doesn't have to be. You mean just another man? No, or... I don't mean just another man. I just mean why does it have to be a person that's not from that culture oh, telling me about this stuff? That's what I'm who saying. Who has to tell you like, oh, these are these statues from yes, such and it such. It could have been Drogo. It could have been one of his blood riders. It could have been Iria Jigui. We could have got any of those conversations of which we know that she's having them. We know that but Iria Jigui are telling Exactly. Not even on the road. We're not getting them. We're not getting fleshed out conversations between them. And that is my issue. We'll get there in a minute. Okay. Cool beans. So as tour guide is going through and he's telling, uh, you know, about how these different um, styles of architecture exist because of the peoples that were captured and made slaves. And, and they then bring their own things to this new community. I say new, but like it's new to them. Yeah, it's very new to them. Um, and Viserys is just like, well, that's dumb, blah, 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 blah. And quote goes, all these savages know how to do is steal the things better men have built and kill. He laughed. <laughs> They do know how to kill. Otherwise, I'd have no use for them at all. And I go, sir, is he unaware of his heritage at all? In any way, shape, or form, Does he? is he unaware of the fact that besides dragons, Valyrians have literally done the same thing? Is he unaware of that? And specifically, his house. Oh, his direct his ancestors? His direct ancestors literally... Oh, didn't the Valyrians build the Red Keep? Magor got a bunch of people who weren't Valyrian. Let's be honest, they were small folks. So here's my thing again. When we talk about the fact that they kind of, nobody actually, and I don't want to say they decry, but like it's brought up a lot, the word slaves, right? Like they mm -hmm. have slaves. Slavery is just a normalcy in, in, in this chapter. It's just like there are slaves at the door collecting your stuff. There are slaves to cook your food. There are slaves in the back. Ear and Jeek, we are slaves for all intents and purposes. 
Um, everybody has slaves and it's mad cool. And this is what sets them apart from civilized men, right? Mm -hmm. No, the Red Keep, just because they were small folks, small folk is basically slaves. Do you think they paid those people? Very little, if none. I mean, also, Megor paid them with Megor killed the blade. them. Megor was just like, <laughs> yeah, yo, I have right. an idea. He got somebody to come up with the idea that he thought out. Somebody else drew up the plans. Somebody else laid the bricks. Somebody else made sure that it was finished. Like, no, they had dragons. Mm -hmm. They scared people into doing things for them. Okay. I'm not saying anything really other than the fact that it's very it's very funny to me that he's just like, oh, they don't know how to do anything. The Targaryens literally came to Westeros, conquered Westeros, and then proceeded to adopt all the things about Westeros that they liked and said that they made a new culture. Like, it's crazy. It's wild to me that it's just like, that's exactly what they did. They didn't offer anything new. Question. Go ahead. Is what the Targaryens did in Westeros gentrification? Not really? No, but it's appropriation. It definitely is appropriation. Yeah, but then they, I mean, they brought, again, They you know what they brought? They brought dragons and legalized incest. That's what they brought. So they, but then they said nobody but then they but said nobody else can do it. <laughs> so they and didn't not, even get really to not, that. They didn't say that. It was more so that the other houses had already yeah, that was an existed in... And they had their own cultures, again, that they were allowed to keep. So, And that's another thing. The Targaryens allowed people to keep their own things because, again, they had... And, and I'm not... And this is what I'm saying. I'm not completely like, oh, this is wrong thing to do. They went about it the right way in which instead of enforcing their culture onto other people, they then mostly adopted the mm -hmm. culture because they had to keep people yeah, these are the like, norms in line. So it's just like, hey, place. like I want you guys... I, they, uh, they tried to endear themselves to their new subjects. But, but where does Viserys get off? going hey again so we talked about savages. it and i'm not even i'm not even mad about saying it like he is elitist a he's, billion percent <laughs> and he's racist like and, and i don't say so racist being because only because i do set the valyrian people apart because they they pull them out so very like distinctively like they are a very specific type of human humanoid, whatever we mm -hmm. want to call them. They could all be running around aliens. We don't know. This ain't Earth. So that's how I feel. But yeah. Valerians in particular have a very specific like look to them. And he is very into that aesthetic because, again, he was taught by his father to be into that aesthetic. He's taught by all of history that that is what you do. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, yeah, like better men. This is this is how we do things. This is how we do things. This is what we are. And they're not that. So they're savages. And it's just like, what? What's up? Oh no, I have one other question just based off your quote. I didn't, oh, I was yeah, trying not no, to, no, go ahead. to cut you off. But I if he says all that, uh -huh. he's really of the belief that the only thing that they're good at is killing and stealing. Yeah. And they're somehow gonna lead him, like his thing is like part one killing part two stealing part three question marks mm -hmm. part four i sit on the iron throne yeah if the part three is like really my question is where does daenerys fit in for him there like why is his question oh. not if these people only kill and steal what do you think you're actually getting out of this equation from the dothraki his mind don't care his mind so, don't care and wait are you are you that's two questions so are you asking what he thinks he gets out of the use of these people? Yes. Or do you think, or, or or what 
this means for Daenerys because that's two different. I'm, I'm asking both, but I'm asking from the the point of view of this quote. Yes. Like if Viserys is going around and like in his head, he's just like, oh, I hate it here. It stinks. It's horrible. I, like I should, I look great. And it's like, these are all things that a madman is saying inside of his no, head. He's looking wild. He's, he's sounding wild. And he, he it's funny. And he has crazy. to do these things because he's so, he feels little. I would imagine he feels very oh. small. He cannot speak. So to answer, I'm going to answer your question by, yeah. by, by going a little bit further okay, go ahead. in which he's saying all this stuff. And Jordan is just like, yo, like maybe you shouldn't say that out loud where they can hear you. Oh yeah. And he's just like, I don't care. They're not going whatever. And like, they can't even speak the, the tongue of, of, of better men. Civilized. And it's just like, bro, you can't speak Dothraki. Yeah. Some of them can probably speak more common tongue than you can speak Dothraki. So I don't understand what also, you're doing. Also, you came to their house, their land. You really did. like, yo, do y'all speak common? Exactly. Because I speak common. If y'all don't speak common, you're dirty. And it's just like, he's, he gotta be feeling his, like he's, he's unable to communicate with anybody but these two people who slowly are starting to despise him. Danny less so, but Jorah can't stand him. I know it. I have another question that's going to probably bring us back around to answering what does Daenerys get out of this? Okay. How is it that in all this time, Viserys has yet to answer the real question of whether or not he really feels like he's fit to be a ruler? Like, does that even matter to him? Why would it matter to him? And I'm, this is not me discounting what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, just like, like, everything that he says just... If you tell somebody that they are destined, literally destined by all the gods to rule over something, and that they are a special person from a special race, for from the most special and chosen lineage of all time, they have no reason to ever question you. It's been beaten into his head from birth until even after they left Dragonstone and when Rhaegar died and when his father died, he became the most important person on the planet as far as he's concerned. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason. And I know, you know, this might be a controversial opinion, but it's the same. It's the same idea that Danny goes with. Nothing controversial about that, fam. Um, and, 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 it's because she's been, I mean, after Viserys goes, which he will soon, <laughs> we get in there. Praise the seven. We get in there. I mean. Old God, new God, faceless God, red God, drowned God. Take him. Take his stench. You know his breast stinks. Duh. You know it stinks. Duh. You just know it stinks. Funky. Just, just funky. Poor Dorea. And, oh, we're not there yet. I know we're not. I'm just saying, like, in general. I feel bad for every drone that but is associated can, with what this What I'm stuff. saying is I can I can I can very clearly answer that question once we get because okay. again he So let's put a pin in the Danny question cuz we'll come back to it but can you answer one other question before we move well, on? Well the Danny quote? question is what like I'm I'm still confused as to what that meant. Like what do you mean what what does this mean for Danny? Like I mean, what does it mean for so her? He, what does she get out of the the he conquering of Westeros that or? a part of this this equation yes. this conversation is these people are savages. It's cool. Yes. But they know how to kill. They know how to steal. Yes. To me, that reads as though he's not thinking about the bigger picture of, well, then how does your sister fit into this? Because you gave her away to these people who only know how to kill and steal. What do you think oh, that you get? you mean That's like by I mean, saying this, that you gave these people right and it's just her. like... Well, she also... Fe again, like that's why I think that dichotomy of her not really liking him... 
as a force in her life, but also, but also really liking him because again, she believes because he believes and he's told her from the day she was born that he is the most important person on earth. So she's just like, well, that's just what it is. And whatever he says goes. Mm-hmm. And if he's saying that these people, you know, these people, they they have to help us get what, like, I mean, they're, you know, beneath us. That's yeah. what he's telling me. Now, she's starting to not believe that on her own. Yeah, she's moving away from that. She's moving away from it on her own. But she's also just like, well, and we'll talk about why I don't think she's completely away from that. <laughs> no. um, but she's just like, all right, well, it's it's still okay because I'm like, they're a means to an end. I'm a means to an end to get him what he wants. And he's going to take, because the, the whole thing was, he would always pepper it with, this is for us and our family and our this and our that. So mm-hmm. for her, it's just like, well, she wants to go to this place. And as we saw the last time, she's she's thinking of the red door, but now she's thinking of the red keep and all the doors are red. So she's now starting to get this idea of the Iron Throne with herself and maybe not herself on the Iron Throne, but she's starting to see oh, she's the possibility the of, of going back to the place in which she's been told has been her place and her right with him as his right for her entire life. Yeah. So, okay. you know yeah, what I mean? And that's, are. and that's where Absolutely I feel like, right. okay, it's going, but yeah, I just, well, I'm, I'm sorry like, if that mess felt like a roundabout way to, to get back to that. I just, no, not at all. Just everything with Viserys. But it would make somebody feel bad, huh? Yes. Like, I mean, to know that like, this is what you think of these people. And then you give me to these people. Like that's messy. Like she, I the was thing the is, most important person in the world to you. And you straight up told me that it's just me and you. And we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. And someday you'll oh, have to be with me because of that. Oh, she wasn't never the most important person to him. She well, knew that. I mean, it's him, but like after him, yeah, it it was her yeah. at least so in yeah. so many of his words. Yeah. But to have been given away like that, like it makes sense for Illyria. Like, who cares? He doesn't care. But Viserys had at least capped her up enough mm-hmm. to believe that she was important to him. Well, we talked about that, which is why she felt the way she did at her wedding. Yeah. Um. I. I don't. We don't need to retread that ground. Yeah, no. Good lord. Um. So anywho. <laughs> He's still going on, and right before I, I at well, I asked myself the if you were so upset, why didn't you stay with Delirio? And then Jorah basically says the same thing later. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, maybe you have some like some points for you. Um, and they're walking up to it, and he gets distracted <laughs> very easily. Do you want to talk about it? And not only briefly, because I know you want to make a point, and. It's not even making a point. I feel like I'm being funny and I hope that it doesn't come across as insensitive because I'm not trying to be like, yo, your kink is your kink as long as it's within the realms of not harming animals, not harming children. Don't care what you do. Yeah, it's your business. This is just weird because he's like, because I guess Viserys was getting ready to go in even harder. Then he was like, actually, I hate all these things around me. Look at all these dumb statues. I hate all this stuff. But actually, and he turns his head and he just lets his horse just slow down he goes off running after a statue with six breasts and a ferret's head. And I'm like, he just continues to tell on himself between the addiction. I think actually that that's, that's it. Viserys is nothing if not his addictions. What is, he's addicted, what, what is he addicted to, to so to? many things. What is he addicted to? He's addicted to power. He's lustful can you after be, power. Oh, yes. He's lustful, but you he's not. Can, you can't power. be addicted to it if you don't have it. He's addicted to it because he, he's addicted he to the out. idea he's of it. Of, yes, he's addicted to the idea of power. He's definitely addicted to his power over Daenerys. Okay, you're right. Okay. He is a hundred percent addicted to I'm I'm being funny, but he's very addicted to 
having power over not just Daenerys, but everyone he feels is below him. I feel like for him, yeah. it's being so able you know to what? Then, yeah, he that does over have power. power over people. Yeah, he's not the kind he, he wants. He definitely does it over top of Dorea. He definitely does that over top of any women that he feels that he can. But like here is just like his addiction. He might be half a furry. I don't know. If that's his thing, he's like, oh, I read B-Stars. That's cool. Like, cool, whatever. <laughs> do you. Yeah, do you, man. Just, um, actually, I'm happy he left because the stink leaves with him, the little sachet. And <laughs> like, was it like, you know, in the, so- the Sims when like the Sims get like dirty and funky? Like they have that trail of green smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's 100% like that. He just, yeah. I, I imagine he just looks like Pigpen. You know, like it's just like the yeah, complete moving ball of smoke. And, and just like... Like, when's the last time? I mean, he has a bath whenever they stop. I guess. I have to imagine. Perhaps. But like, it's because it's just, they talk about I feel about like the way how so cold, soil. like how soiled his clothes are, he probably don't even let nobody touch his clothes because he's scared somebody's going to flee some or something. I don't know. He's weird. It's to steal his raggedy. Moving on. He's gone. He's gone. He's, he's looking at this statue. So let's talk about like him leaving. Okay. So yeah. now he left and now she's left with Jorah. You know, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yep. And. What do you think about the information that Jorah... Can we trust the information that Jorah's giving her? Like, do you think it's non-biased? I mean, we can trust it because we as objective readers of this can look at some of this information and go, either A, these are things that he's telling her because, it once again, it endears him towards her and, and makes it easier for him to kind of cultivate a stronger relationship. But then, once again... When you're close to someone, you share more of yourself to them. You show more of the real. Well, and he's going to continue to do that until he gets enough of the real where he feels like, hey, I can actually start to make but suggestions of things that you should do instead of just going, hey, here's this thing. Look at it. Like, I think he's describing some of the um, architecture, right? And he also kind of talks about... Actually, you know what? I think I have a, a quote for some of the stuff that he, he starts going over, right? Yeah, because I think the thing was Viserys' comments about the Dothraki. Oh, yeah. And then and he pulls off. She kind of asks him, like, hey, how true or mm-hmm. false do you think this is? Because again, she is weighing the validity of both of their sides at oh, this yeah. point. And she and, wants to and hear I'm, it. I'm so proud of her because that's just like, hey, you she's starting to again learn to kind of trust herself because yeah. for so long. I mean, she's a kid, obviously, but even more than that, it's just that every little piece of her life has been dictated by somebody who may or may not have had, not even may or may not have, just did not have her best, like, her best interest. interest. Yeah. yeah. And this and is just yeah, an opportunity so. for her to hear a dissenting opinion. But anyway, um, yeah, I, George's talking to her and, and he, he lets loose this, this nugget. So the quote goes... The horse lords are no traitors. Viserys thinks he sold you, and now he wants his price. Yet Caldrogo would say he had you as a gift. He will give Viserys a gift in return, yes, in his own time. You do not demand a gift, not of a cow. You do not demand anything of a cow. And wow. it, that stuck with me throughout this chapter. I feel like a lot of quotes I wrote down weren't really things that I wanted to discuss or mm-hmm. were things that I thought were interesting as far as like world building. But this in particular sticks out because I think this is probably the realest thing Jor has said to her. And I don't know if she catches it. And when I say the realest, I mean like the most honest opinion of something that's happening around them in that 
I don't know if Viserys knows yet that he basically freely gave Daenerys away. Any opportunity he had to anything that she could have done is kind of washed away because she belongs to the cow now. And for him to openly think that he could say, well, here's what you have to do for me because I did for you. It doesn't work like that because he didn't read any of the fine print as we've said multiple times. Yeah. But I think even in this, he's also saying a very real thing to uh, Daenerys mm -hmm. in that you should probably understand too that like you are an object. Yeah. You are a thing. And I'm, yeah. I'm he's telling her that. Yeah. And like the fact that that just kind of gets glossed over. Do you think he's telling her that in, in a, in a purposeful way or does he, cause it's weird that you like, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I also like, you, don't, you don't know. think that that's off, right? No, I don't think that's off okay. at all. I just, I don't know how sympathetic to that he is or whether or not he thinks that that is just the way things are. And so be it. Because the way I read it was just like, well, Viserys gave Khal Drogo this thing. He thinks that because he gave Khal Drogo this thing, Khal Drogo is going to give him back a thing. But at no point is he just like, oh, well, we're talking about a person, not a yeah, thing. Yeah, we're talking about you. So it's just, it's it's difficult. Um, and, and that's where I think, too, if you don't mind me saying, like, I... I think that's where a lot of her her conflicting feelings come from because it's just like on the one hand, I think she's she understands that, and that's why she was really upset with him at the wedding. And you know, we don't have to go back into mm -hmm. it, but she was really upset because it's just like how could you, like you said earlier, somebody who means so much to me and somebody who you say I mean so much to you, why would you do this? I'm your last family. Why would you do this? To yeah, me? it doesn't make sense. They don't track. No, but also she's she's not. She's not completely finished with the idea that perhaps it was the right thing for him to do, if that makes it. And I have a couple quotes, actually, which in which she kind like of in relation to this like, or from one page to the next. Mm -hmm. I actually have two quotes and I'm going to read them in succession and we okay. can talk about that. Yeah, please do. Um, in which she goes from zero to 100. So the first quote goes. And this is, again, this is in relation to what Jorah had just told her about the cow. Yes. And about like, hey, because Daenerys was just like, well, when do you think we're going to go do this? And when are we going to go back? And Viserys is getting impatient. And because Viserys was saying like, when am I going to get my stuff? When is Khal Drogo going to give me my army? When are we going back west? Mm -hmm. To which Jorah said what you just said. And, and Daenerys says, it is not right to make him wait. Danny did not know why she was defending her brother. Yet she was. Viserys says he could sweep the Seven Kingdoms with 10,000 Dothraki screamers. And actually, I was going to read them both back to back, but yeah, I'd like to talk about there, that for a minute. there's one thing you got to talk about, definitely. Oh, you mean the fact that I hate the term Dothraki screamers? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It's another part of that, like, coded yeah, othering it. that goes out of its way to let you know how guttural and how visceral yeah. they can be. Yeah. Cause I don't think that that's an actual term. Like, you know, how like they have berserkers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like actual unit names. I don't think their unit names are Dothraki screamers. Yeah, like does Khal Drogo say, Hey, up front, the screamers. No, probably not. They just call them that because that's, that's their way of, that's their them. way of chamberlain. Cause you know, their, their fighting style and maybe, you know, the war cries that they make it's, it's nasty and I don't like it. Um, and again, something that she's parroting. She's parroting that term, which is funny because not a page ago was she saying, because Dothraki was just like, these people are dirty. 
But Daenerys is just like, well, these are my people now. Yeah. Which again, there's some ownership that perhaps I'm not all the way comfortable with. She's not saying I'm amongst these people. She's not saying I'm also a part of this tribe now. She's saying these are my people yeah, the same way real... he would say that these are my people. And again, what is she doing? She's mimicking how he has taught her rulers are. He, yes. She's mimicking what he thinks is the correct way to 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 vocalize your control over people. So uh, I I feel like she's getting a really bad education, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but in this quote, yeah, do you feel like she says this because she still feels that urgency to have Viserys be right about something? Dude, she says she don't even know why. She doesn't know why because the, thing, the, the truth of the matter is it's ingrained in her. She has to give pushback on somebody like, hey, you can't talk about him like that. He's your king. You can't do that. You can't mm -hmm. say that. Even if she knows it's probably wrong. She's just like, I don't know why I'm even defending him. But there's also, that's her brother, man. She loves her brother. Yeah. He's her only family. He's the one who's been there for her. I mean, he's terrible to her. Absolutely horrible. But that, I mean, I know in a perfect world, people would, you know, prefer if like abuse victims didn't have feelings toward their abusers, specifically once they got over some of that trauma and were mm -hmm. able to move out of that dangerous space. Yes. But that's not the way it works. Sometimes, sometimes it's, you still feel very conflicted about this person who hurt you, but this person who taught you things or this person who loved you or this person who could be your parent, your, your, your sibling could be any person in your life that does these things. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's going through. And I think, like I said, it's a, it's a really wild portrait of trauma, which is not a straight line, by the way. Oh, not it's not all. like getting over things. And if you, if you ever can, like I said, this is going to be with her forever. She can learn how to, in her day-to-day, -day, not let it drown her in sorrow. So coping mechanisms. I, I don't want to say coping because you can, like, coping is something that you do so that you're not, you're not disabled by it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you can move out of coping. You can live your life, but that doesn't mean well, that I'm it's saying, not a part of I'm saying, that's what I'm asking. Is like, well, no, is Danny coping different. right now? Mm, like, the way she talks about maybe. Drogo, the way she talks about Viserys. That's association. Okay, that's cool. different. Like, yeah, I mean, coping would be the thing she did. Like, if Daenerys picked up a drinking habit, like, you know who copes? <laughs> We're not going there. We almost didn't. <laughs> anyway, um, what is, do you have anything else about this quote you'd like to talk about? Or? Just the idea that, again, like the question you asked, it's just very interesting that she's she's very defensive for her brother. You know what I mean? But then it's funny because on the next page, the very next page, she says, well, actually, before I even get into that, because, you know, Jorah is then responds to her and, and he gives his I didn't write this down. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I didn't care because it's, I'm so focused on Danny, how she's feeling. I don't know if you remember verbatim what Jorah said, but I know that he starts doing the thing again where he's inviting himself to speak of his own opinions and to tell her why she's wrong to think that Viserys. He just basically oh, is like yeah. Viserys can't lead anybody anywhere and like nobody will ever follow him. He's weak, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's so funny because again, you're such a fraud, bro. Yeah, Like he's... you're such a fraud. And again, like I'm. that's not to say that Viserys ain't shit because Viserys ain't shit. We we calling it what it is. Viserys ain't shit. And I ain't came for him. I don't. But like Jorah is very snake. Jorah is trifling. He is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. But that's how I feel about Jorah Mormont. It is what it is. Um, to which 
you know, because she's learning from this person and because she's trying her best to see everything from both sides and to heed his advice, she's like, okay, let me consider that a moment, right? And quote goes, what, what if it were not Viserys? She asked. If it were someone else who led them, someone stronger, could the Dothraki truly conquer the Seven Kingdoms? And it's funny because, like we said last week, she's starting to think outside the box a little bit. She's starting to think, all right, well, yeah, I mean, most of her thoughts still are with, well, Viserys is the key because that's what I've been told. And it's really hard for me. It's like when you try to tell yourself to stop cursing oh, and, yeah, you, have and you, just, you have to catch yourself. And she's like, oh, I forgot. But then she's just like, well, what if it were someone else? And I got a little excited. I'm just like, oh, well, oh, wait, look at Danny looking at herself. There are quotes later in the chapter that I will then track back on because I don't think that she was quite there yet. She, baby girl's okay. not quite there yeah. yet. But she's just like, what if there was somebody else that was better than Viserys? And could that happen? And and I, you, you say what you have to say because I also have, there's something else very, it's a nugget in this line and it probably means nothing, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So go ahead. So for, for me, it's listening to that and just knowing where this goes at some point. I wonder if she has to keep having that kind of internal turmoil just so she can kind of have a reason to keep Viserys around. Because hmm. Viserys is so important to her because Viserys has said that he's important to her. But I feel like she's getting to a point where she's feeling for herself that yeah. Viserys doesn't have to be as important. Not to say like yeah. because of the relationship that they have or whatever, but for what he's actually bringing to the table, which is, well, she's basically asking like, hey, I don't know who else could be the manager, but somebody else could be the manager. I kind of maybe know another manager, yeah, but it doesn't have to be him. Could yeah. it happen yeah. still? And once again, that's another whole nugget of whether or not we should even be believing in anything that George says in response to her, because he's so caught up about his own stuff. And again, it's not so it's not to say that everything he's telling her is a lie. Obviously, everything he's telling her isn't a lie. There are lots of truths there. It's just I, I, I clearly question his motives, as you should. So I'm keeping it real. Like, and that's no shade like he is a scammer and a liar and that's just what his whole purpose at least at this point in the story is and it's just funny to me that he got all this smoke but again that's people like that of course that's how you're gonna be you you have to like deflect right you have to show oh. okay well i gotta blow smoke in his direction because can't nobody see i'm on yeah, fire because if you start looking at me you're gonna look through all the yeah you're gonna see right through my bs yeah um but what were you saying? What else did you get out of that? I was also just, it's funny because like, you know, she was saying somebody else who led her, someone stronger. And then she's saying, could the Dothraki truly conquer the Seven Kingdoms? And I'm just like, all right, well, if Viserys doesn't want, or if Viserys is gone, let's, let's theoretical world, which becomes reality, obviously, uh, in which Viserys is gone. Why then would she still want to utilize the Dothraki to achieve those ends if 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 because she doesn't specifically say herself in my line of thinking and we'll get there later she's really thinking for her baby who she oh. believes is going to be a boy but we're, we're not going there but like not yet 
at least. I know. I just be forgetting about the whole fact that she has a baby. Yeah, she has a baby. Um, And it's just interesting to me because I remember watching this for the first time. I remember reading this for the first time. And it just, it seemed like cool. Because again, you want Daenerys to win. She's a protagonist. So it's just like you want Daenerys to have things that, yeah, of course, she should be able to go to Westeros and take things from the people that took things from her family and the Dothraki are going to help her do it. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't seem like a helping type thing. It's just like, I need you to go fight for something that is not your cause for me because I said so. And I don't know. Like that, that's... I just wanted, I mean, like in this, in this, in this timeline, do we ask, because again, you brought it up off mic, like I've not seen her have a conversation with Drogo or anybody. It's alluded to, but like, are we having these conversations? And again, let me be clear. She's not really in a position to have these conversations with him because she's, they don't look at her as anything other no. than an object. Yeah. Um, but it, it just is really interesting because Viserys's ideas again are seeping into hers in which it's just well of course they want to help me do this but ain't yeah, nobody asked them ain't nobody asked after like, George just told her they do things on their own time and they'll do it when they want to she's still wondering when she can mobilize the troops yes yes so I just okay. it's just interesting to me it is it's very interesting so yeah I you know that's that's just interesting um anywho so moving more through the uh-huh. the city. Uh-huh. Like we're finally looking to make our way into Vice Dothrock proper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh we're coming up on on a a large like area yep. that you know Jorah once again is explaining out like, hey, here's kind of what this this space is for. Yeah. Here's kind of what these people do when they come together yeah. here and kind of looking, you know, a little bit at the architecture. Yeah. Like they talked about uh, the one long hall. Mm -hmm. Because then they say a lot of the structures were built underground and then like mud domes put on top with like, like, um, uh, I don't want to say grass, but you know what I mean. Like the the rushes like put Mm -hmm. on top and and stuff. Um, Yeah, and he's explaining all these things to her and he's pointing out different, like, so the one great hall, like it's enough. Like they said a lot of people could fit in there because eventually- it needs to be a space where if- and when it happens, yes, every Kalasar should be able to come to this place, yes, all at once and be able to to meet here to kind of commune, right? Yeah. Oh, I have a quote for that too. Oh, snap! Okay, cool beans. Um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about. I'm just gonna read it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Quote goes: Only the crones of the Dashkalin dwell permanently in the sacred city. Them and their slaves and servants. Sir Jorah replied. Yet, Vice Dothrak is large enough to house every man of every Kalazar, should all the Kals return to the mother at once. The crones have prophesied that one day that will come to pass, and so Vice Dothrak must be ready to embrace all its children. With that, clearly it's cool because you get to see a lot of, at least from Jorah's point of view, like the importance of the city and the like the purpose of it being here and why it is so sacred to the people and why it means so much to them and their culture and their people is because it's really just like a communal thing. They all come together and they do this thing. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was, you know, a bit of foreshadowing. Clearly, like, I think a lot, Danny's stuff more than I think any other POV for me 
has been like hitting us right in the head with like these early prophecies mm -hmm. and like these early like, well, this is remember this, remember this. And it's just like, it's like the we'll idea that, that, you know, when they talk about the mother being like the mother of mountains, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute, I guess, or we can talk about it now. Like it's, it's like right under this great mountainscape mm -hmm. and they call it the mother or the mother of mountains and the men go up there. And I would have guessed that they, I don't know if they pray up there. I don't know what they do. They go and they worship whatever horse Lord gods or they do their thing. Yeah. Women aren't allowed up there. We'll get there in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's funny because they say like, you know, when all the cows and, you know, all the Kalazars come together to the mother and they're united and it's just like clearly like now again i don't know how this will happen if this will happen in the books i just know there's something very similar to this happens on the show and daenerys unites literally all the cows and they all become her blood riders and it's like a whole wild moment and yeah again like i said foreshadowing it's not that deep i just thought that no that's it's just one of those things of hey guess what we'll be back yeah it's just like okay cool it's just yeah. really interesting that they said that um also as they're walking up, they not only see the hall, and he not only gives her, again, more tour guide, lovely, lovely, lovely encyclopedia knowledge. He also, they, they come across some men at the gates. Oh, yeah. They come across some men at the gates who are taking... All weapons. All weapons. Not so, allowed to have them. Not allowed to have weapons? You're not allowed to shed blood in the sacred city. Well... You're not allowed to shed free men's blood. So, yeah. You want to talk about that for a little bit or? <sighs> yes. At what point do we start moving past this idea that free men are the only people of import in this space? Because as it is right now, like we continue to have these conversations kind of skirting around the facts that there are people who can do whatever it is that they want mm -hmm. within this Kalasar. Then there are like lesser than. So it's yep. like you have like Drogo, his boys. Yeah. The rest of the Kalasar. Then it's like, hey, you have like other like women and children. You have other like, would there be free riders that are hanging around with them? I don't think so. Not really. I don't think okay. so. I guess Jor. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. Yep. But there are no other people like Jor there. Could be. Maybe. Let but, me, yeah, so let me not assume. That was really rude of me and short-sighted. Of course. Let's say that there might be a couple other free riders. They continue to talk about, like, eunuchs all the time, which... This is, bro, I don't understand this. Like, and somebody's going to be like, it's glaringly obvious. But, like, I really don't understand. Like, I do understand that, like, hormonally, when that happens to a young, to a young boy, like, I know that they don't, like testosterone levels like determine how their bodies will shape and form and grow. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you, how are you all, how do you know who's a eunuch and who's not? Like go, some yeah, men him, just don't look as, you know what I mean? Masculine. Men come, men, masculine. You can look masculine without, I guess it's a really, because men come in all shapes, sizes and They do, but that's why I say it just feels weird that they constantly call that out. But then it's just like, and then there's just, the other class, which yeah. is just every other slave that is with them. And yeah. that's I'm just who talking about the eunuchs because I don't understand how they yeah. just single out eunuchs. Like, how are you just like, oh, I know for certain that that's a eunuch. Like, it's not like, I would guess that the, the people are able to be dressed. 
Yeah. So they're not keeping them, you know, nude. And I thankfully, don't, hopefully. I don't, I don't get it. I really um, don't get it. I'm sorry. I did not mean to cut you off because I agree that it's just, yeah. Who does this protect? It, it, does it only protect the adult male warriors? Yes. I think everything in the society right now pushes itself towards making sure that we are aware of and yeah. that we are protecting these adult men as yeah. much as humanly possible. And some sometimes protecting them from themselves by yeah. insulating them from incidents that will put them into direct conflict with dealing with anything that's, uh, how do you say, like adverse to their masculinity yeah. or like the perceived masculine nature of, of everyone in this Kalasar. It's just like, cool, we got these dudes at the gate. They taking swords. There are a bunch of slaves inside. They're going to handle everything. Make sure that you don't kill no free men. Don't yeah. kill free men. I think it's very clear right here. Um, do you think so? Do that's another question I have. Do you think when he says free man's blood that free man means men or like free people? I think free man. Okay. And that's just once again yeah. something that I'm getting from the way that. So are they allowed to this- kill women just because they want to or? Maybe. Also, if you're not allowed to shed blood, can you strangle somebody to death? Is that okay? Like this, I'm I'm really confused on the rules. Yeah. Fast and loose is how we play with these. Yeah, it's wild to me. As it comes up, we'll deal with it. And it's just like something that, again, little Danny is having to absorb and take in and take his fact. Okay, cool. I guess that that's what happens. Yeah, because you're saying again, it's just like they usually kill people, but no, in the city, it's special. So you ain't supposed to do that. Um, I had never caught because I had always taken it as no one at all is allowed to shed anyone's blood. When I read that, I was like, oh, wait, okay, of course there are caveats. Because there are always caveats. Always caveats. Read the fine print. Always. Um, anywho, as they're going inside, uh, I'm pretty sure Koholo comes up and asks something of Danny. Oh, yeah, because she's getting off her horse, Yeah, right? she's getting off her horse. And she's asking uh, Aaron G.P. and Dorea to kind of help get her settled and take her mm-hmm. in. And uh, I don't really remember the... Do you remember the context in which she had come to approach her? But I, I do remember that that was a good opportunity for the text to explain to us what blood riders were. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of spacing a little bit on like why he came over in particular. I think it was just like, hey, I'm coming over because I'm going to help you get off your horse and get settled, right? Because yeah. it's not like he's going in with her. It's just like, here, let me get you off the horse. Let me take the horse and go hobble it or whatever. Yeah. He was, so he's, he's, so basically, when Koholo is introduced, Daenerys' mind goes to, well, he's one of Drogo's blood riders and he mm-hmm. has been sworn to follow and protect and fight with Drogo since the day that Drogo was born. Yes. And then that goes into her really kind of thinking heavily on like what blood riders are. And we get a very, very long quote on this. So bear with me. I'm going to read for quite a minute. But okay. this is going to lead me like into being able to kind of talk to, about stuff. So every cow had his blood riders. At first, Danny had thought of them as a kind of Dothraki Kingsguard, sworn to protect their lord. But it went further than that. Jiqui had taught her that a blood rider was more than a guard. They were the cow's brothers, his shadows, his fiercest friends. Blood of my blood, Drogo called them, and so it was. They shared a single life. The ancient traditions of the horse lords demanded that when the cow died, his blood riders died with him. 
to ride at his side in the Nightlands. If the cow died at the hands of some enemy, they lived only long enough to avenge him and then followed him joyfully into the grave. In some Kalasars, Jiqui said, the blood riders shared the cow's wine, his tent, and even his wives, though never his horses. A man's mount was his own. Daenerys was glad that Caldrogo did not hold to these ancient ways. She should not have liked being shared. And while old Koholo treated her kindly enough, the others frightened her. Hago, huge and silent, often glowered as if he had forgotten who she was, and Kotho had cruel eyes and quick hands that liked to hurt. He left bruises on Dorea's soft white skin whenever he touched her, and sometimes made Eerie sob in the night. Even his horses seemed to fear him. So, I have lots of thoughts, lots of questions. Mm-hmm. First, your, I mean, first question. First, we can just go down the thing. Like, so, what do we then learn about Koholo, Hago, and Kotho? That they are, they basically have a blood pact with Drogo, and in at least Koholo's, mm-hmm. he had no choice from birth right or- no koholo's older so koholo is the older one so okay. i don't know if koholo was a grown man when drogo was born or if koholo was like a teenager or a kid i don't know he's older than drogo that we know because okay. she says he's old like they call him old like he's an older guy so one day they were just like yo this baby is born yeah, your life this is his. your new boss it's like the hound and joffrey if the hound could never leave and also, could, yes. like, if Joffrey died, he had to die, too. He would too. have to die, too. Like, in no question. Yeah. <laughs> but again, so... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just... I'm breathing hard because I'm like, where are we drawing the line on slavery versus indentured servitude? I struggle with this. I thought a lot about like, this. Like, seriously. Like, and I, I hate did. to make it sound like, oh, the only thing I want to hold up on, like, is just all this is just, like, none of these people have agency of their own. And here's my thing. At the risk of being somebody who is not a part of this culture and putting my own thoughts because of my culture onto another person's, I have no room to speak. I can't mm-hmm. say if this is right or wrong. Yeah. It's the same way that, but in the same way that we can, and that's what I'm saying. On the one hand, I felt that way, but then on the same way, it's like, I don't belong to any, these cultures are not, they're not real. So I don't, I can't not be critical of Westeros because I don't agree with some things the same mm-hmm. way as I can't not be critical of this. Um, The one thing I think I came around to was just being really, really sad. And I kind of alluded to this earlier in the episode that we never get anybody's point of view from a Dothraki. Like, we never get any Dothraki point of view. And it's, like, really annoying because, like, you don't get to know how they felt. Because I can't imagine, like, and I'm just, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I'm not saying that you, we don't know if Koholo, Kotho, or Hago is upset about their they they yeah. they also were born and raised to think that this is a normal way of thinking so we don't know if they they upset or not we have no idea they could be completely happy with it but i also feel like there had to be somebody in the history of time that was just like this is a dumb arrangement and i'm not going to do this or that deflected or that just abandoned and jumped ship and they probably was hunting for the rest of their life or something like that you know what yeah, i mean like no, there had I, to have been something you. but the, the point is we don't know because they're kind of like like, even when I hear people talk just about the Dothraki culture, it's just so like, oh, it's badass. And it's just like, 
it's not supposed to be. It's it's a person's culture. It's no more badass or not badass than anybody else. These are people's lives. They're not like you can't sit up here and speak and say that every single Dothraki. That's like saying every black person is good at basketball or dancing. Like it's it's weird and it's irritating. It is like I and just also not true and also yes yeah stop. like I just I just oh it just it irritates me because we never get to know and again this is something very important and crucial to Danny's story because these are things that other people are telling her and also things that she's seeing Mm -hmm. by way of telling her, because again, she can speak the language, but as a girl, as a woman, she's not able to have these conversations with these girl men because one, they wouldn't listen to to her. She can't go to any of them and And be like, Hey, she's terrified of the the last two. Hey, please stop. What? Yeah. And it's just like, and it's just, it just, not to say that it would, but it's it's almost like, all right, cool. Like we know objectively the the Victorian is not a good person. Oh, but we get wow. <laughs> sorry. What? I had to, I had to I had to bring it this way. I know. I'm not I'm I'm bringing I'm not it this mad way. At it. I'm just like wow. Because we don't get like Iron Islander point of views for a very long time. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Like that also happens to be if I could think of the one culture in Westeros that could be compared to being like the way that they treat the Dothraki in the text to be how that is like the, 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 the iron the islands are told or the free who we also don't get a free folk point no, of view. Sure don't. So that's, but here's the difference being the free folk are endeared. Like we're endeared to them. Whereas I still have yet to, and this is for Danny chapters in have a scene in which she's having an actual conversation with a full conversation, not just a, get me this or get me that yeah, or not do this. Commands. Not like not commands or like just small things. I mean, we get a little bit of her talking to, to Iri and Jiqui, but it's like, they basically say one word answers most of the time. And it's very automated and it's not anything of depth. We don't have her questioning them, asking them. We know because she says, well, Iri told me this, Jiqui told me this, but we don't get those conversations. Mm-hmm. We definitely don't get their points of views, no, which is different right. in the free folks point of view, because we have John having drawn out long conversations with people in the free folk and multiple people from Mance to Egret to Tormund to different people. Yeah, so it's, you're right. You're you know, right. it's, it's, eh, it's a little disheartening. Um, and I, again, so to answer your question, I don't know if I can be critical of it. I mean, I can be critical of it. I don't know if I can say that it's wrong or right. I can just be like, well, this is how I feel. Um, but also, it it's not really helpful because all I have to go on are Viserys' racist ass views. Um, it's weird because they're both, in a way, weirdly kind of racist. Like, Viserys is the, I hate them, they're savages, they're dirty, they're not like us good men. And Jorah's whole thing is kind of infantilizing. It's just like, well, I've lived here for a while and I've lived amongst them and I love it and it's cool. And I'm, I've adopted the culture as my own, but I know that I could probably do oh, it better. Oh my God. She yes. went backpacking. Yes. And yes. then decided that, yes. oh, I'm just going to be yes. an expat. Yes. Yes. That's him. Wow. And Danny's learning from both of these sides. Mm-hmm. And also, who does she have around her? She has two girls her same exact age who were basically given to her servants and they probably are afraid to speak freely she kind of talks to them, but she's also so traumatized that she don't have no time to really talk to anybody. She has Drogo, who rapes her every day and is, like, mad scary. She has Drogo's blood riders, who are also mad scary, and no one else. Oh, she has Daraya. So, I'm saying Dothraki. Oh, like, okay, Dothraki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Daraya, yeah, Daraya can tell her things, so she listens to Daraya sometimes, but it's the same thing. Daraya's in the same boat as Daraya. Daraya is a little older than them, so it's just, like, cool. Yeah. Great. No, I got you. Um, Sorry, that took absolutely so long. No, but it's not just... at all. Let me ask you one other question, just based off of 
this quote and kind of like your own feelings. Oh, I have more, but go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Terrible. Does, do you think Daenerys could have told any of Drogo's blood riders to leave her servants alone and they would have listened? Hell no. Hell no to the no, no, no. Where's the gif in the music? I don't know. No. Wow. Okay. I'm, like, then that's, so, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting on here and it's just like, one, Daenerys is just more than happy that it's not her because the whole thing about them sharing wives freaked her the fuck out. She was just like, I don't want any of that. Like, I'm so glad that Drogo's like, that ain't happening in my house. I don't want that. So that's where I don't, I don't think she approves of the fact that, okay, let's, 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 let's rewind and take it back a little bit. What do we know about what they're doing to those girls? Because that's again, because the focal point is Daenerys and because at that moment you're supposed to be so relieved that Drogo has said no to sharing my wife. That that's it. And it's hard great. that we're going into the next part of the quote in which he said, she's saying specifically Kotho is, 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 is leaving bruises on Daenerys' skin and making Eerie cry at night. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that. And and, and, and it could be some simple as it could be taken as, oh, well, you know, he's just so scary to look at. That's that's if that's the case, if that's how this is supposed to be written, that's problematic too. And I hate that word, but it it's a mess. If it's just because he's just scary yeah, and big and it's just scary. Dude. Yeah. That's on some like Zalabarjo level of, ooh, he was dark and he's scary. Yeah. Kind of shit. Yeah. That's wild. Especially but I, if like Eri and Jiqui specifically had been living amongst the Dothraki. And presumably had come from their own Kalasar at some point. Of course. Would have known some of this stuff too. So which is when that's I hear when I hear that, that I know, I know. Night, like Daenerys is like, I'm sorry, I would love to help you, but I'm kind of dealing with my own stuff. And here's my you just thing. gotta figure that out. To be fair, and I'm gonna be completely honest, it's not on it should not be on Daenerys to do that. It should not be on Daenerys to do that. And I know that that sounds really yeah, can you explain that? What do you mean? Who else would it be on? Daenerys is a 14-year-old child. They're all children. It should be on the adults in the room to not do those things. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right I, I, can't, like, I can't expect can't her a 14-year-old girl who's also being abused to be like, oh, well, now I'm going to save you while I'm also being abused. She like, girl, I'm too busy being hurt myself. You're right. You're absolutely right. That that was me just thinking. But like, it's not that. What I'm saying is the the idea that that this man is going around leaving bruises on women's skin. And 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 making little girls cry and then like what is he doing to them and and again would have benefited greatly from one of their POVs as well. Like even one because we're not supposed to care about that. Yeah, because it's a one-off line. And I'm not saying again, this doesn't make it Daenerys' fault that she's the focus. It just sucks that on top of everything else, like Daenerys is going through some real wild, crazy shit. But think of all the wild, crazy shit that Dorea and Eri and Jiqui are going through oh, and then have to get around. up and work. Yeah. Not even when she's not around. If she is around, whatever. Daenerys hears it. She knows what's happening. But then they have to pretend like they are not the most important person in the room. Yeah, Eri's sobbing at night. She can't go and say, hey, I need comfort. When Daenerys is crying, they come over to her and to help her. You know what I'm saying? And I get, I get it. She is... The royalty in this situation that doesn't make me not feel bad for Erie, Chiqui, and Dorea. Right. No, so that's, that's um, okay. Thank also, you for breaking it down that way. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, but I'm not gonna say it. Okay, 
Like because you really don't want to or? No, it's just the line about the, you know, her soft white skin as if, I mean, yes, it's it shows more. I mean, they got to, they got to, they got like the idea that like push that. They they do tend to push that Dorea is the softer of the three, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me because she's the older one. Not to say that older people can't be hurt. It's just the idea that she's delicate and white, and these are brown girls that should be able to take it because mm-hmm. they should be used to it. Like you said, they're they from they're from it. this culture. That's yes. fine. And it's just like like I said, they are the same age as Danny. And probably we're also royalty. Okay, so we're going to call bullshit on that. And I just... And again, it's not Dorea's fault. Dorea being born how she is, that's not her fault. It's just the way that it's written. It's just like, oh, her soft, pretty white skin. And it's just like, come on, man. Chill out. Come on. Call it for what it is. Um, Got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't... There's no way that I can come away from this thinking like... Or being made to feel like something is admirable or valiant about this idea around... The Blood Riders, yeah. and specifically around like these dudes who are around Drogo, yeah, who for all intents and purposes parrot the stuff that he gets on about, yeah, yeah. So she's going around going like, oh, you know, Drogo, and it's cool, and he's cool, he's here. To answer your question, do you think he would stop them? No, he. he I think he would make it his business to let Daenerys know, like, I protected you. But once again, I think this goes back to my my quote of her being a gift to him, like. You don't belong to no one else. Also, you are so special. Like, you're my queen. Yeah. Sorry. No one else can have you. Like, had this been, like, just a regular John, maybe I'd share that. What's, because a, what's a regular John? When I say a regular John, I just mean, like, a not Valerian John. You, you see what you did there? Yeah. You see? Wow. Mm-hmm. It just, it happened. Mm-hmm. That is so wild how mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's it's just, it's in there, and mm-hmm. that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I got to... It's hard to unlearn. No, it's not that. that. It's, just, it's it's very it's very dude, hard to unlearn dude, that shit. It's the yo. hardest thing like, to unlearn. It's the hardest and then thing to think about. Like why to, to label other bad. people, yeah. but then to label the yes. default as mm-hmm. women or girls or men yeah. or anything like mm-hmm. that. And it's something as a black person, as a black woman, I unlearn. Yeah, I'm still unlearning it because again, we have been so bombarded with this imagery that these are the types of people that need to be protected. Mm-hmm. These are the types of people. And again. I will keep okay. reiterating. I'm not saying it's Daenerys's fault that she was born Valyrian. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the world tends to think that this is a special trait and therefore does not look around at the other other women who are in very similar circumstances. Yeah, it's not dealing with the exact same stuff that she's dealing yeah. with. Like, come on. Um, You're right. That. Thank you for calling me on that because I was just like, man, I'm going to drive this home. <laughs> yeah, and I just... Like, I, I even had a thought, and I was going to bring it up later, but I was just thinking about, like, all right, cool. So, you know, Daenerys is going about her day, and she's all, you know, she's messed up and everything like that. And, and she's pregnant, and she has this baby, and she got to ride around on this horse, and she's tired, man, y'all. She's so tired, and it's hot. I know it's unbelievably hot. But at the end of the day, she still has Eerie, Jiqui, and Dorea to help her to salve her wounds, to rub her feet when she's sore, to make sure that she's okay, that the baby's okay. She has these people. What would happen if any of these men, Viserys, any of the blood riders, any of the men around attack these women and they fall pregnant? What would happen? What would happen? I mean, they're pregnant. They're out of commission until they're not pregnant no more. Or not. Or Or not. not. I mean, they probably, I mean, I don't say probably, but there's a good chance that they would still have to work. And nobody would be there at the end of the day to rub their feet. And nobody would, you know, it's just things that I think about while I'm reading this. And I don't know what it is about people that think that if you 
look at the plight of someone else, that means you don't care about the hurts of someone else. It doesn't make sense. You can care about both. Yeah, There's room for both. And the only reason I'm bringing attention to this is because it's not as talked about as the other ones. And that's that's just how I feel. So once again, we do this because it's important to kind of call attention to all these like we do this in 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 our being specific about why we're doing this version of this this read. Yeah. It's because it's important to us to make sure that we're not glossing over them. Like yeah, man. you know, we make jokes about like every time and like in a stark chapter they talk about old man. It's just yeah. like because I think that there's something truly fascinating yes. about the fact that these that people, person that person exists and has such a, a strong like attachment. And that's why I say like specifically here, making sure that we call out to Irijiqui and and Dorea and and you know think about the countless other women who are not even being named in this Kalasar yeah. these the, you know the other slave women or like the other women even who the have been around, around like the Dosh Kalim like I'm actually it's wild like I'm very interested in what the next chapter holds yeah for Daenerys specifically in relation to the other women that she's going to be around because yeah. she's going to be getting a lot of feedback from other people who have been in instances that they've already dealt with Kalasars. One would, think. one would think but anyway that's food for thought for the next time we come around on that back to the quote itself and, and blood riders themselves i just started to think too also like it's very helpful to us to kind of have this information about who they are and what they do and why they're there but then i started thinking about like well, well what is danny thinking and feeling and picking up about this and there was a quote if you would not mind that i would also like to discuss okay yeah go ahead all right And sometimes she found herself wishing her father had been protected by such men. In the songs, the white knights of the Kingsguard were ever noble, valiant, and true. And yet, King Aerys had been murdered by one of them, the handsome boy they now called the Kingslayer. And the second, Sir Barristan the Bold, had gone over to the Usurper. She wondered if all men were as false in the Seven Kingdoms. When her son sat the Iron Throne, she would see that he had blood riders of his own to protect him against the treachery in his king's guard. There are 17 things to unpack just from That's that what I'm saying, quote. right? Like I just was like, "Oh, spicy." <sighs> All right. So let's start with the easy ones and we'll start picking them All right. Away. Well, you you you, so you hit me, me with them. Let me start hitting you with the stuff that I got from this cuz I wrote this down too and I it, it was a mad spicy quote. So first off, the fact that she thinks that the blood riders in any way shape or form would be a better alternative to the already existing Kingsguard is if they would somehow be different is wild to me. Mm, I have thoughts. Okay. They would be different. I mean, they would be different. They would be different. If and by name and by practice. No, like they would be different. They would like Kingsguard are usually appointed as grown men, Jamie excluded. Um... And even then, like, I guess he was by Westerosi standards, a grown man. So he was able to grow into adulthood and they usually choose to be a part of that order. And they swore to to protect the king and the next king and the next king, because that's like the idea of chivalry, knighthood and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Blood riders are literally like we are only bound to one dude. I'm not going to outlive you. I'm going to go down with you. I know that I'm going to be bound to you from the day that you are born. I know everything about you because I'm with you all the time. Everything about you, I know. And I ride for you no matter what. Okay, so maybe- And I think th- about the Kingsguard is the idea that the, the reason that she's calling this treachery, again, these are all stories that Viteris is telling her, mm-hmm. 
is because technically it was treacherous. Jamie was there to do a job and Jamie went against that job. And I'm not mad at him for it because we know that he had to do what he had to do in the moment. But for her, it's just like when she's looking at this, what she's basically saying is that Drogo can do whatever. It don't matter if he's burning people alive like her dad was. It don't matter if he was killing people with wildfire. It don't matter what he's doing. Drogo's blood riders are sworn to never go against him. So this is why I said, hell no, they wouldn't. He wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop doing nothing. If Drogo was out there raping all kinds of people and, and murdering and doing all that stuff, they would be right next to him doing it. And they would be yeah. like, good job, giving him okay. a random applause. So, Which, again, it, it is very similar because a lot of the Kingsguard are like that. Jamie, he different. He different. He not really... Most of the Kingsguard will... And you'll see this when we get later into watching how Robert's Kingsguard operates, watching how Joffrey's Kingsguard operates. Most of them are there to be like, well, I can't judge. I'm there. I got to do whatever. But there's always going to... That's why I said there had to be some outliers in the Blood Rider, like whole history, that somebody was just like, yo, some of this shit is wild and I'm really not down to do that. Yeah. But we don't get that. So so. then I think I asked my question incorrectly. I phrased it the wrong way. I meant more so, would she feel as though that they were more effective at their job then oh yeah and i think we have a choice yeah so yeah you in a roundabout way answer that i'm sorry i didn't mean to no, like, no, do that but you're good so then wow because yes yeah, she would think that because again so i'm taking it back to when she was proposing that somebody else take viserys's place as the person who's supposed to rule mm-hmm. was she thinking about herself maybe for a slight second but then she starts to think about her her baby who she's absolutely certain is a boy there's no ifs, ands, or buts about the fact that this baby couldn't be a girl at any point. Yeah, how about you know what that I mean? again rearing its but, head? Well, well, I mean, it's going to continue to happen because that's what they're taught. Like, they're prized and they are, they are, they are weighed. Like, their whole worth is how many sons can you give this man? Like, daughters are important, too, because we need to make more sons. But, like, for the most part, sons. Sons are the thing. So she's just like, okay, cool. And it's interesting because she said, you know... I would give my son blood riders. And I started to think, because I'm just like, yo, one, even in, because they have, and I don't remember this same, it's like cognatic, I don't remember the exact type of secession laws that that Westeros has, but I'm pretty, pretty certain that if she came back with a whole army, it wouldn't be, it would either be for Viserys, in which case, her son would never be on the Iron Throne. Yeah, Unless, it only- again, it would go back to Viserys then telling Drogo to go somewhere, marrying Daenerys, and the son she's talking about being a son yeah, between her, her and Viserys. And Viserys. Or she just completely skipped herself in the line of secession and she gave the throne to her son, which actually yesterday, as I was thinking about it, it didn't make sense, but the more I think about it, Drogo would not be yeah, she satisfied. Would be, she would be giving up her space to the kid. To the son, yeah. So, yes. I, yeah, I'm thinking about that. It's just, it, it's it's wild. Um which would also make sense why he would have blood riders because of course he would mm-hmm. be it would be have Dothraki. So mm-hmm. unless again, like I said, she's still under the assumption that she can kind of use this and 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 make them do this under their like, how can I from a different culture tell you what to do with your people and how to appoint mm-hmm. them under a system that is my culture? Yes. That's the crazy part that I'm just like, yo, this is wild. But again. One, she's a 14-year-old kid and she's being taught that this is the way things have to be because Viserys said that they're here for us and mm-hmm. they're here to work for us and, and they're here to else. make sure that we get what we need and we mm-hmm. get ours so everybody will be happy, right? So, yeah, that's that on that. 
also the fact that like she was like a because can nobody ever not describe jamie without talking about how cute he is and then b the fact that she's just like yeah well one of them killed my dad and then one of them um was allowed to stay and i'm just like does she not get the message that both of them is still yeah, there both of them still have jobs jamie for definitely the new employment but also specifically it's like, i just always find it funny whenever they bring up barristan the bold yeah it's like he should just be called barristan who stood because he stood there just like everyone else and watched well and you know why he's called the bold i mean because he did all that ninja stuff for 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 freaking aries there you go there i got go. it he's, go. he's the bold and guess what give me give me the chapter where he and he's not a bad out of prison oh yeah but nothing else because everything else about barristan just screams to me here's what i didn't did he kill, here's the old didn't stuff. he kill like the um what's his name maley's the monstrous or something like that didn't he do that maybe i don't know i'm getting ahead of myself with that I i'm not out here to say that he did, i'm not out here to say that he didn't do stuff i'm just out here to say that like a lot of people like to remember the person he was and yeah. not the dude that he is today yeah <sighs> okay that was that was a that was one i continue to think that there are a lot of cool quotes of course uh that, that come out of this chapter but I think the thing that is kind of missing in all of this is mm-hmm. we don't get her asking the question of where is Drogo right now? Oh, she because she didn't have to ask. She knew. They said that they got settled in. Him and his old homies, they went up to the mother of the mountains. So he's just gone. Yeah, and they said directly, like, he's going. I don't know if she was expecting to go, but I know she explicitly said that, hey... Only men was allowed to set foot up there, which I also oh, thought was foreshadowing and yeah. funny because I guarantee, I guarantee that there is going to be a scene in these books. Put, put Before the series, it. I will put money on it that Daenerys' ass going to be on top of that mountain, period. Like, ain't yeah. mad at it. Ain't mad at it. Yeah, I, I think my thing that I, I pulled away from that that I was actually distinctly upset about was just this idea of men only being the ones allowed to set foot on the mother oh yeah and just like yeah. the actual distinct imagery of dudes yeah. being like we the only ones who step foot on here it means us men we are the only ones who can be on the mother like it just screams of that like 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 the power over women yes and, like, and just again, letting yeah. you know once again that like men only, only men can here. control that. only men can control that like their yeah. urges their the agency towards women and then like them constantly being subservient at all times underneath them is just it was just yet another reason to put like that feather in of Mm -hmm. of the cap of does drogo do anything that kind of veers off the beaten path of what we're being presented as as a cow and not saying that he needs to because once again this is like how does he differ from the the imagery of of what it means to be a dark rocky man yes Thus far, he has not. I mean, but then also, thus far, he's not. I mean, for me, I can only speak on what I've heard from Daenerys and how he treats Daenerys. So I'm going to go with no, but then I'm also going to go with that's how I hear a lot of these young girls talking about how men treat them in the series, regardless of culture, regardless Mm -hmm. of where they are in the world. So... Yeah, no. Like also, no- I mean, it still talks about it. She, she was just like, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad. But I know she does mention um, that, like, she was happy for the reprieve from him. Because basically she's like, yeah, he's up there. But, like, I'm super, super happy that he's gone because, like, he's been, like, 
my pregnancy has has basically ignited his flames and has made him his desire burn for me more and it's just like yikes and like the idea that it's just like and she doesn't seem to want it like she doesn't really seem to i can read the exact quote and it's just okay yeah please do it's very short but just so i'm not Mm -hmm. remembering wrong um her pregnancy only seemed to have inflamed drogo's desire for her and of late his embraces left her exhausted yeah so like for me it's just like I can see where somebody might think that that's romantic. Like, oh, yay. He's really in there. He's so happy that she's having his baby and they're so in love. And she straight up said that he left her exhausted. And I get like, okay, again, like, like I I think I told you this off mic. If this were oh. any canon adult couple, like two adult yeah, consenting adults. If you're like, adults, if this was Netting Cat. Yeah, I'll be like, okay, maybe, cool. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But like, it's just, it's wild to me because it's just... She don't seem like she's really into the idea and she's happy that he's not there to do that tonight, which is why she plans her little secret special dinner. She's just like, yay, Drogo's going to be gone. I don't have to deal with that shit today. Great. Mm -hmm. And like, again, because we don't get any conversations, I don't really know what's happening outside of their sexual relationship, Mm -hmm. which seems to be very one-sided and seems to usually leave Danny hurt. So much so that she has to disassociate and think about dragons and power. Yeah, anything else other than what's happening in the moment. Exactly. Yeah, I get um, it. It's despicable. It's wild. And um, moving on. Yeah, please. That's where Drogo on. is. Yeah, Drogo's and gone. That's what she said. And, and she has a free night. She has a free night. And with her free night, she wants to, she wants to be nice to her brother. So yeah. she's just like, I know that he's been really funky. It actually is really bothering my nose, but for more than anything, like I want him to stop being mocked. I want people to, because it started with, yo, Jorah, please don't mock him. Don't tell him what they're saying. Like, I really want him to join us. I would, she did all this stuff. She told Jorah to chill out. She went to Drogo and did what she had to do to make sure that he was okay with him rejoining them off of, you know, on, a, on horseback and everything was cool. And she's just like, I just want him to be chill. Like, maybe if he isn't mocked, maybe if he isn't feeling like an outsider he'll start to act better yes you know what i mean yeah she's so, going through all the motions of like hey it could work it could if he didn't feel othered if he, if he didn't feel like an yeah. outsider and like he's my brother i want this to work out because the end of the day i still care about him and she still cares about him and so you know she she has clothes made for him in a dothraki fashion and i'm gonna hold you the whole outfit sounded mad cute i didn't write down the quote but it was just like you know it was just you know like very like loose linen pants and like cool colors and she had somebody paint like a dragon emblem on the vest it was like a real cute little like, like tunic yeah. he's gonna look like link but like was, the targaryen link <laughs> no not even link he just had a like bare-chested vest like he looked like aladdin almost like i don't want to okay. say aladdin like that's, no, 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 that's I, really I got you unsensitive but like he would have like gaucho pants like you know what i mean like really cool like just cool like he will it was a cute outfit and like i don't know he just he wasn't feeling it but we ain't gonna get there and so she she has this stuff made for him and she tells you know the handmaids because we we gonna have to just that's what it is right now she tells one of them to go and go to the market make sure you get some food just don't get horse meat because he really don't bang with horse meat I can't remember who it was Iria Jiku. It was Jiku. Jiku was, like, Jiku was like, horse meat is the best. Like, come on, bro. Horse meat actually makes you mad strong. Why would yeah. you not want horse meat? Um, and, and she's like, please, just, just don't get horse just meat. Just don't get it, please. Like, okay, really I guess. Mad. And then she sends Dorea to go get him directly. She's just like, hey, can you just ask my brother if he wants yeah. to come to dinner? I want to sup with my brother. Um, go grab him. She, and she says specifically she sent Dorea to him because he wasn't as mean to her as he was here in Jiku. So she understands that. And... She's just like, you know, I kind of 
don't really know what the deal with that is. But I mean, I'm just gonna say it. She's from Lee's, right? Mm-hmm. Dorea Lee's people is mostly largely of Valyrian descent. Again, she she's a slave, but she's better than those two. So yeah, remember to fair, him, fair skin. Yeah, and Danny's not thinking about it like that, but that's why he probably was. And, and we already know that he terrorizes her and and probably does all kinds of stuff that we don't get to see or hear about. Um, but what struck me here is as she's going through all this preparation is that it never enters her mind, which is weird because she flips back and forth. And I don't want to say it's weird. It's actually not because the whole entire conversation today has been about how difficult it is for her to make sense of how she feels about him. Mm-hmm. But it never occurs to her that her idea of making him feel more kingly, more important, more seen, more, more in, like more included would not be his idea of what that means. Like it would it, like to him, that's dirty. That's like, I don't want nothing to do with that's beneath me. Like to her, it's just like, Oh, well, these are the clothes that a king you know, would wear. You would fit in here. Yeah. How this works. And you would be like, people would actually respect you for the title that you're walking around claiming. And he's just like, Mm-mm. so before I talk about his grand entrance, would you like to add anything? Wait, actually, before you weigh in on that, I forgot that I actually have a quote and it does actually explain a little bit better what she kind of hopes to get out of this and why. Okay. And I, I didn't forget, but I almost forgot about how she was feeling guilty about what happened in the grass. So the Dothraki would respect him more if he looked less a beggar, she hoped. And perhaps he would forgive her for shaming him that day in the grass. He was still her king after all and her brother. They were both blood of the dragon. So yeah, and and again, it's basically what we were already saying. Mm-hmm. It's just one, that's her brother. Two, she felt guilty about it. Three, they're important because they're blood of the dragon, which is something that she's been rep- repeatedly told her whole entire life. So yeah, she just she wants the best for him because of those things, and she's hoping that something can pull him out of like this is nasty, nasty, mean type of like existence he's been living yeah, for a while. Yeah, because he's stuck. Oh, duh, he's stuck. He's absolutely stuck. And she don't know this, but he's beyond help. Yeah. So he's and this this piece of work. Yeah. His his problem is he really still believes in his heart of hearts mm-hmm. that everyone else here is beneath him and not really understanding anything about like the power dynamic or power struggle yeah. within even just this Kalasar. Yeah. But even between himself and Daenerys now, and not recognizing that. For all intents and purposes, Daenerys is above him in station and in name and in power. And like Like, actual physically, like she actually holds that. Yes. Like it's not, it's not a dream. It's not a wish. It's not a want. It's like she made a decision. People would act on it. Yeah. It's a tangible. He comes in here and he is just very bothered by the fact that he was commanded to do something. He specifically is like, you commanded let me not say specifically because then I'm misremembering. I can't remember if he called Dorea a whore, but let's just say he said something nasty to Dorea as he threw her to the floor and was like, how dare you command her to come and get me? To which Daenerys puts up her hands and goes, whoa, fam, it's good to see you, brother. You're looking mighty nice. And I I remember telling Dorea to ask you. I didn't tell her to command you. Yeah, how could boy. anyone command the dragon? And I'm just like, man, she washes her hands of that real she quick. She threw Dorea under the bus. 
she threw Dorea right under like, the Viserys and was like, sorry, sis. Like, that's on you. You did that to and yourself. And technically speaking, she wasn't lying, but she could have had her homies back. She like, could have just been like, Because hey, for Dorea, like, anything Daenerys tells her is a, is command. a command. So she's like, yo, you have to come with me because she's telling me you have to come here. So she probably had to do whatever it was to get him to leave. What was he doing? He doesn't do anything, don't, right? That's what I'm saying. He, Where was he and what was he, not like he doing? Was, it's not like he was reading Like, are books. you hungry or not? Like, it's not like he was saying, he don't play music like Rhaegar. So what is he doing? He's just sitting there and he's nasty. Oh, he stinks. It's like Illyrio traveled with us from Pentos, but not as oily. Anyway. The sad part is if Viserys bothered to wash his ass, he wouldn't stink. No, he sure, sure wouldn't. But, I mean, that's what soap and water does. Um, he comes in, he's like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Daenerys is like, yo, Eri and Jeek, like, we put together a masterful dinner. It's, do you, do you smell? Because once again, we always have to get food corner. There's lamb, right? Is it lamb or is it go? It's lamb, right? To be honest, it just says roasted meat. Oh, okay. But they did have but like fire pods and stuff and honey they had fire and stuff. Pods and, and honey I'm and telling like, you, the food in this book, bro, I love it. So he's here, all smoke, no fire. But let's talk about the no fire. So that, that, that I did want to bring out. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny because he knows. He knows my obligatory this week, unlike the show, uh, that he can't touch her. Oh, he can't lay hands. Like at there's all. dudes outside. There's people in here. There's witnesses. He knows for sure that he cannot touch her for shit. He's not allowed to touch her. But he's still getting wild. Mm-hmm. He's still getting wild. And he can. He can again. He can hit them. He can hit Iri oh, yeah. and Jiqui and Dorea all day. Cannot touch, touch Daenerys. Her. But he's still getting in her face. And she's just like, oh, you keep coming up on me. I'm going to fuck you up. And she do. She grabbed one of the belts that she had made from bronze medallions right into his head. He's a meal. And he's like, bleeding. Oh, oh, no. And he doesn't know what's happening. And <sighs> again, dinner ruined. Dinner ruined. Dinner's always ruined. Dinner's I think always that's ruined. The real, the real truth. Every single dinner we've seen thus far is always ruined. Yep. She tells Irijiku and Dorea that, because they're just like, hey, do you want to eat? And she's just like, I'm not hungry anymore. Because again, oh, yeah, it's taking all of her energy. She's she tired, it's hot. She's been riding all day. She got this baby. This man coming here acting a fool. She finally got her like night free of Drogo. And now it's like- Night ruined. Damn. And so, you know, she asked to be alone because that's what she likes to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm sorry if you have more to say about Viserys. No, I just, I just, he's only, cornball. Only other thing I want to say about Viserys is like, one thing I got from the way that he's treating Dorea, which I think is not so different from the way he normally does. Yeah. But I feel like the level of violence he's willing to inflict on her mm-hmm. is something that is proving to me that he's becoming bored by her, which I think is this, this thing that is like a very commonplace thing that happens within these this book Mm -hmm. which is when men become tired of their women Mm -hmm. the way that they begin to treat them Mm -hmm. and the way that they begin to treat women around them question for you do you think that he ever was kind to her no and that's what i'm saying that's why i said i don't think this is dissimilar from the way that he's already been treating her yeah i think in this he's just showing his disinterest in wanting to deal with her in particular well and not to take it there but i'm gonna take it this is the thing that just popped into my head there Mm -hmm. like we already talked about how he feels like Daenerys is an object. He he expected his toy to be borrowed, not forever. 
yeah. taken away from him. And he gets to see Khal Drogo play with his toy all the time. Yep. And now he got Dorea so he can take out all the frustration and anger he feels on Danny mm-hmm. onto her. And that's not a good look for anybody involved. No, not a single and one. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like he's 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 it was bad before, probably in Oliero's Mans. It's probably ten times as bad now. And I feel bad for Dorea. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for all the girls. Always Danny, Dorea, Irigui, all of them. Um but we have the return of Danny. You you talked earlier about coping mechanisms and what she kind of does to bring herself down from anxiety and 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 hopelessness and, and being just jostled because she was jostled, man. Like he came in there and she probably had never hit her brother. Yeah, she probably had never hit him, but she was just like, "You gotta chill out," because he started talking about, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, just do all kind of wild shit," and she was just like, "I'm gonna just." You know, he keep calling herself, he calling her a slut and saying that, you know, oh, you think that baby going to protect you because I don't care about that shit, you know? And she's just, I can't. And you keep talking breezy about Kyle Drogo's baby. And this is sad again because she doesn't even say my baby. She can't take ownership of it. She, What she believes she's doing is incubating a son for Kyle Drogo, mm-hmm. not for herself. And that in itself is sad to me. But all she has, the only thing, again, we go back to the things that do belong to her. Dragon eggs. That's basically what she knows for certain does blood. Because even the, the child that she has in her, yeah, her body right now hers. is not her child. So, and it is her child, but she doesn't take ownership. Because I think I, I made a note to myself. She doesn't really talk with affection about the baby. Like, we don't hear anything about the baby yet, at least. Thus far, we haven't. We, we learned that she's pregnant. We learned that she, you know, when they were riding and all stuff, we learned all that stuff. But we, we know she's pregnant, but she hasn't talked about like how the babies make her feel, what she feels about the baby, anything you know. like that until the end. Um, but even that has more to do with her connection to mm-hmm. the dragon's egg. So yes. um, I was going to read the shorter quote, but I'm actually going to read the longer quote and you can kind of tell no, me go ahead. what you think about this. So after she tells him she's not hungry, she tells Erie to bring her one of the eggs because she needs comfort. It's like her stuffed animal. She needs it. Erie fetched the egg with the deep green shell, bronze flecks shining amid its scales as she turned it in her small hands. Dana curled up on her side, pulling the sand silk cloak across her and cradling the egg in the, ho- in the hollow between her swollen belly and small tender breasts. She liked to hold them. They were so beautiful, and sometimes just being close to them made her feel stronger, braver, as if somehow she were drawing strength from the stone dragons locked inside. Mm-hmm. She was lying there, holding the egg, when she felt the child move within her, as if he were reaching out, brother to brother, blood to blood. You are the dragon, Danny whispered to him, the true dragon. I know it. I know it. And she smiled and went to sleep dreaming of home. Lots to lots to unpack there. Um, I'll list them off and tell me if you'd like mm-hmm. to expand upon any of these things. Um, one, obviously, the idea that she holds on to this is, is security. She needs that. Well, yeah. Um, Two, the idea that she knows again for certain that this baby is a boy. Uh, three, that when she says that you are the dragon, I know it. She feels something in her that says something about her body right now is connecting to these eggs. She cannot yet attribute that to herself. We know that she is it. That's it. Daenerys yeah, is it. But she has to do this by way of her, by, her child. By like, way of her that's child. That's the proxy. Got it. Also... I'm for certain now, and I know a lot of people, you know, want to talk about the red door in the house and the simplicity. 
she clearly stated earlier that she wants her son, the one that she knows is the dragon, to sit on the Iron Throne. Home for her at this point is now completely, for me, firmly the Red Keep. Firmly Westeros. Yeah. Firmly the Iron Throne. That it's is not a question anymore. That is what she dreamt of. She dreamt of her son being powerful and not being able to be hurt by anyone and to be in their home and to be connected to, to whatever this power is that these dragon eggs give to him mm -hmm. that she thinks when really it's her. And it's funny because right before that, it says she felt powerful. She felt like warm and, and good. So it's very interesting because she's not yet ready to see it, but she's coming. She's waking. She's pushing she's to waking. those ideas yeah. at this point. And it's, yeah. um, she's going to push through the door and it's going to turn into these reflections and her understanding so much more about them being her own. Mm -hmm. But right now she has to have someone else to push that through because it kind of doesn't track for it to be her, which is yeah. why, like, throughout the chapter, she questions Jorah about, well, hey, can these things not be Viserys? Can it be someone else? Mm -hmm. And she, like, you know, mm -hmm. like my son, you know, my son, my yeah. son. But, like, in the back of her head is just like, hey, can I do these things? Is do it you possible think, for do you me to do them? Do you think it's there in the back of her head yet? Or is I think it's in the back of her head. Or, well, I guess that is say, the back yeah, of her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I just didn't think that she would be. Yeah, no, it's it why she's purporting these things to be her child instead of being her in name. Yeah. It has to be the child who has no name. Who really, Specifically a son. Yes. My boy, the actual dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and I mean that was that was yeah. that was all I really had. I mean that was the end of the chapter. Mm -hmm. We kind of see where her mindset is now. I think if he wasn't done last time, he's like she's kind of like like it has to like she's like praying almost like it's you. It has to be you. I know it. I know it. I know it because it yeah. can't be him. Yeah, I mean she can't put any more. It faith can't into be Viserys. him. Like it's done. Like maybe the curtain is calling for Viserys at this point she didn't yeah she didn't and, and she's divesting herself of like, any of her interest in him yeah what she don't know what what else she can do even if she wanted to what else can be done I've tried everything yeah I've tried taking shit from you and being the the hardest I've tried being nice to you and kind to you none of that shit works none of it yeah so like don't respond so here's what I'm gonna do I'm yeah. gonna enjoy my egg I'm going to enjoy my child mm -hmm. and we're going to enjoy our throne. Yep. And that's that on that. Yep. I agree. It's another week with Daenerys. Yeah. And I find myself coming out of this chapter feeling the way that I do with most of these Daenerys chapters, but this time a little different. It's I'm very hopeful for her in a way where before I think it was just like replaced by just the sheer audacity of the things happening to her, mm -hmm. like that shock and all, and then some of the fear for what happens next. Do you think um, it's just because you know you're so close to her being free of Viserys? Some of it is that, yes, but I think more of it is just kind of getting another opportunity to read more about the things that she's thinking about mm -hmm. before that happens. And even as we go further into, you know, what happens with her and Drogo, and then even more so like her on her own and yeah. kind of what that means. So I, I feel like we still have more of Daenerys to to kind of find out about in in, in the coming weeks and, and months as we continue this read. Yeah. Um I am always plussed whenever I see anything online that is kind of talking about like, here's what I think about this thing, or here's yeah. kind of like what I thought about this particular situation. And I'm mostly of a mind to be like, yo, I really hope 
that if anyone has any thoughts or feelings, like as we're going through this read, um, I know next week we're doing cat. We're doing another cat yeah. chapter. Um, if anyone has any like theory crafting or thoughts or feelings. Specifically on cat seven on, guys. On cat. Um, also real quick. I know where you're going with this, but yeah. also let us know if you are comfortable. Cause I, we made the idea, like I don't know if people want shout outs or anything like that. So we have gotten a couple um, of comments, great comments. Really want to thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for your comments and your interactions. And like, it's so awesome when we see that we get so happy. Like, I light up when I see you guys, like, yeah, just asking questions cool or just like that. giving us little tidbits that we hadn't, you know, we kind of skipped over. So, thank you. And um, I just don't want to preemptively without you guys is, you know, a okay, just like yeah, calling yeah, yeah, you out there or anything like that. that. But um, yeah, like, like Mike was saying, next week we are reading Cat Seven. So, if y'all want to read along with Cat Seven, um, and then y'all have any questions that you have particularly about that or anything's like specific that you want us to discuss because of, or like about that chapter, shout us out and we'll kind of discuss them towards the end of the show next week. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Because really I kind of want to just start like having like interaction with you guys because y'all seem really in- like, you know, excited and we're excited to talk to you guys. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And as always, you can hit us up with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your corrections. <laughs> Uh, at the Maiden Vault Pod at gmail.com. And you can always, you know, hit us up on the Twitter at Maiden Vault Pod. Uh, we always ask that if you like the show, you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button and do that on your favorite podcasting app wherever, whenever you would like. You. Yeah. Um, thanks again for joining us for another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been the Maiden Vault. Has and been. we'll catch you next Monday. Next Monday. Cool beans. See ya. Thanks, guys.